snapped. <laughs> Perfect timing across the board, too. Everybody that was, was probably like, the most accurately timed one. And I'm it's in like fucking I'm in fucking Puerto Rico, so that's there pretty you go. good. At, uh, you know, technology allows us to whatever this ZenCaster shit is. <laughs> it's no a moment idea. of Zen. It's it Dox, doxing our uh, our methods. Oh right? shit! Sorry. Uh, no, no, it's, it's been good for it's us. Fun. It's been good. Oh, that reminds me. Today's podcast is is sponsored by ZenCaster. Are you trying to make a podcast? Do you have a computer? Well, good news. Zencaster lets you make a podcast with a computer. Well, to get back to the uh, the it's introduction, dollar setup, the introduction that I was laying down before we actually started recording. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so today it's it's not a holiday, but this episode will be premiering on a huge holiday. It's international. Um, mm-hmm. I believe it's it's called April twentieth. It's referred to as April 20th. Passover? Mm. Yes. <laughs> yes. There, there's um, a lot of things that have happened on April 20th, and a lot of them are very bad. Well, yeah. it is about the burning bush. True. You know, burning the bush <laughs> and true. whatnot. That's true. Um, so, yeah. But this there is, is uh, one really good thing that happens on April 20th, and it is weed. Yeah. Right. The only, the only good thing that happens on April 20th. Um, n- not birthdays, not... Um, School anniversaries, events, you know. school events. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I was thinking. I knew Just about Apple Hitler. Keynotes. I forgot about the other one. <laughs> yes, there is it's an all, Apple keynote. <laughs> yeah, on it, it's all very American. Yeah. Um, well, you know, Hitler is that Hitler? <laughs> well, nowadays, you know what I mean. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying it's coming. It's coming back. It's coming back. <laughs> Hitler was a big fan of the Americans in his yeah, uh, yeah. Was, his actually. research. <laughs> That's I just think sad. I think Hitler needed to chill out and smoke some indica. You know what I mean? He was he was too strung up on the on the sativa. Maybe if so. He would have just smoked a little indica, dude. He, he probably would have been a, a little. Bit. He would have been a better uh, painter too. Maybe Hitler he was on K two. He was not on any strain. Yeah, he, he was on oh, yeah. Bodega K two, and he rotted his sense. brain. <laughs> he was melting I, off I thought, the big boy. I thought I saw him at Big Boy Deli. Yeah. At the oh Broadway. my god. Yo, I was like, dude, memories. he's he's not walking like a zombie, dude. He he's hiling. <laughs> Those oh, dudes tried to sell me that shit when I first when I first moved to New York and lived uh, at Myrtle Broadway. Really? And like K two wasn't a known thing at that point in 2011 and it was like mm-hmm. you like weed like you're gonna love this i'm like boys why it's why not too. just smoke weed it's that's weed too I, that's that's when i smoked Seagull. it too I, I like accidentally smoked it um at my friend's apartment in college around oh, like 2011 um like this girl who we knew's dad was over like at the house it was like my friend's apartment and like you know college apartment and like this girl's dad, like, you know, there's like a cool dad every now and then that like they're not cool, but they are cool with their kids smoking weed. Right. Is one of those the extent yeah. of it. And mm-hmm. he had like a joint and I smoked it and it, it was K2. He was like he couldn't oh smoke God. weed for work. So he was smoking oh K2. God. You got to spice by test. someone's dad. And, someone's you know, dad. There's, <laughs> you know, that that is I, I think, that is very smart of him to smoke. Uh 
you know, if you want to avoid weed for work, you know, you don't want to do anything unsafe. So you want to smoke like the most dangerous alternative to weed I mean, that exists. I, I wasn't. Well, there was like very little information about like what yeah. it was or right. like what caused problems at the time. Yeah. But I also I don't think it was a secret. I think they told like he said what it was. And I was like, why not? Like people are talking about this thing. Like, I'll try it. You mm-hmm. know, right. like I was dumb. I was, you know, I was like. <laughs> 21 or 20 or something you, sure. know, you sure, don't sure, even sure. the spice is the spray it's not even the the plant that they're using it's just like oh, catnip with yeah. some the spray is like what makes it a whole thing. It, it, it's yeah. like smoking potpourri it's like yeah. it's like perfume sprayed on plant yeah. matter you know yeah. and it's the spray that makes it that that loud <laughs> and nobody knows what and nobody Jesus. knows what the spray they're used like and yeah. you know the companies vary and there's no like regulations so it's probably it like, like, it's, like the, it's like the drinks he, he makes in the master it's like paint thinner and fucking right right, right. Oh and, there, and, and there's there's no there's <laughs> no like, there's no recipe it like varies from right. batch to batch it's whatever's around you know what i mean yeah oh dude that's what that's essentially what it is dude somebody should edit that somebody should edit that scene from the master and yeah. make it about k2 Oh. That'd be so good. Make it, make it for the Patreon. He like uh, takes a not, big hit. Not Patreon. He takes I a like, big hit. He's just like big fuck. It takes a big hit, and then it it yeah. Hard cut to him in Punch Drunk Love y- yelling on the phone. Mm-hmm. He's like, shut up, shut up, <laughs> shut the fuck up. Dude, he's insane I, in Punch Drunk Love. I know. I like. The I idea. wish he was in it for more. He's only in it for like five nah, minutes. He's so good. The he's right so amount. Good. He's the right amount of like terrifying. Yeah, <laughs> and scary. Any more info about him, you would be less like intimidated. I know, but know? I just want him. I just want more of him on my screen. That's all I'm saying. People probably moved to New York in like 2011, 2012, 2013, etc. Went to a bodega, got offered spice, and then were like telling their friends how cool it is. You can get weed at a bodega in New York City. <laughs> you can <laughs> get real weed at bodegas, dude. There are bodegas that will sell you real weed, yeah, man. That's Come true. On. Yeah. That's true. That's how it was for me with, with uh, CBD, though. Before I knew what CBD was, I had already known what like THC oil cartridges were, mm-hmm. but I had no idea what CBD was, and this was like well before it became like a wellness macchiato cbd in williamsburg or whatever craft Uh, and the the bodega sold me it and was like yeah this is yeah this is cannabis which it wasn't wrong it is cannabis it's just not the it's the other part (laughs) it's the hemp it's it's the hemp without the fun it's what you don't want it's boneless it's boneless boneless weed weed. (laughs) terrible well i mean technically the hemp the hemp part is part of the reason that it was illegal in America for so long because it was like they didn't want that industry to take yeah. over the other textile industries so it's like you know Jeez, that's so technically it wasn't even illegal from the jump because it was a drug you know I like how Jeff already has this point ready because this is like <laughs> well, something he brings I, up for everyone he's like yeah well you know why it's illegal in the US yeah, right because of textile companies big textiles baby I did my, baby. my weed <laughs> research for this episode like didn't look at anything for our guest like no preparation <laughs> just I have a sheet of uh, of like New York law for like what's changing with yeah. the legalization list and, of all uh, the bodegas that you bought weed from uh back in the day <laughs> yeah yeah i actually i watched uh reefer madness three times last night uh, just to prepare mm. i wanted to forwards really backwards know. and then t- the two superimposed like the shining people well, do that the the third Re- one Re- ha- I, I put um i put uh 
Pink Floyd's Animals over. Oh, okay. turn, there you go. I was going to say, did you, you listen to like, you you put like Kid A on it or something like uh, that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I have the funniest like drug Kid A story. It's actually not funny, <laughs> but it's, it's kind of funny. So one of my friends from high school, um, we did theater together and he was like in, in, on the crew and he was pretty small, kind of mousy kid. Very cool once you got to know him, but like he's kind of walled off a little bit, right? Like you wouldn't, you wouldn't really talk to him unless you like kind of got to know him. I ended up getting to know him pretty well and he's a great guy. He worked on me with some projects and stuff. Cool, cool dude. But he told was us he, this. Was he, he sounds a little pro 420 in the way that we're not celebrating. Uh, yes. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't say that, but, um, <laughs> strong, strong accusation. I'm just saying I, the details I, I have. I've never had, I've me, never had to know. field, uh, a query quite like that one before. Jesus. And I think I fumbled the ball a little bit. Well, it's unique. But, it's unique to the situation. But anyway, context is key. so we were talking about Radiohead. And we were talking about, uh, or actually, I don't even remember if I was in the room or if my brother told me this story, but someone was talking to him about Radiohead and he, uh, he brought up how, um, he said, yeah, that album's cool. Um, but there's one song that I can never listen to again. Damn. And they were like, what? Creep, and he right? was like, yeah, he was a creep <laughs> from Kid A. And he was like, <laughs> one time I took a ton of mushrooms and I put on how to disappear, how to disappear completely on, <laughs> on repeat for Dude. about three hours. Damn. And I, sounds like and I completely, and I completely lost my mind and now I can never disappear completely. <laughs> why would you, why would you ever take psychedelics and listen to one song the whole time? That's such well, a he, bad cleared, he learned that lesson. Some that horror night. movie shit. That's some horror movie. Absolutely. Shit. Like, yeah. Sonic, <laughs> and I was Sonic like, torture. at first I was like, that's fucking hilarious. And then I was like, that's actually not funny. That would be terrifying. <laughs> I feel like you fuck. need something with a real marker of time. Like, if you listen to an album, you can go back and say, okay, it's been 50 minutes because I've listened yeah. to this entire album. I know. But the same song, that's fucking insane. Yeah, you're going to lose that's track of how many times that song yeah. is played after about why would six. You, why would you want to listen to Radiohead on psychedelics? Like, psychedelics are about, like, not living in the norm, like the normal vibe and, like... like Kid A, Radiohead Kid is, a very, is, like, is still... Kid A can still have, have its... Uh, it's not I mean, at least listen to Amnesiac or something. Come on. <laughs> you know what I mean? I would say mushrooms on like national anthem would be would be good. That would oh, be man. fun, right? That would be crazy. Be I fun. feel like I'm I'm always like when I was doing psychedelics more, I was, you know, early college. Like I feel like I hit a point in college. Like there's definitely a point where I was like, okay, I no longer need to do psychedelics. And that was after like I'd already done them a bunch, but I took like an eighth of shrooms at my apartment at night. Like, and I was you the killed only one, all your like roommates. my roommates. No, my roommates were there, but they had like school the next day. You know, it was just like a weeknight. And like every five minutes, I got like t- time looped, you know? And every five minutes I would knock on my roommate Robbie's door and I'd be like, what's going on, man? And he's like, same as five minutes ago, but it felt like much longer, oh you know, had, time had gone by. So Holy eventually shit. like when he wanted to go to bed, he like locked his door. Oh my God. Um, and it was and fine. Like, I wouldn't like, even, can you hear me? <laughs> Done like, with you. No, Cause 
<laughs> that was only for like a portion. Like I wouldn't even consider it a bad trip. It was just intense it's to just be a clingy like, trip. by yourself the whole time. Yeah. So and I was just like, you know what? I've done this. I I know where it goes. I don't really like need to do it again. And I'm also like personally, when it comes to like substances, I've always been more of like into the ones where you have more control over yourself. Mm-hmm. Like when you have to like let go and lose complete control. I don't like that feeling. Right. Um, yeah. Like even like I alcohol, agree. like I drink, but like, I would say like uppers would be like where you're like a- aware of like your physicality and your mental state. You know, right. I don't really like to like go to places that I'm not like prepared to go to. No, I, I, would, so, agree. I would agree. The dark corners so, you know, of Jeff's mind. <laughs> I've done psychedelics somewhat recently in the past couple of years, like small amounts with my partner, but like for the first time in like many years. But whenever I would do psychedelics at that time, I had like very specific go-to music, but I would listen to like the books, some like, or like Aphex Twin, some like trippy shit, you know? I feel like Radiohead would have been like, I would have been like, this is for smoking weed. Like I'm doing something <laughs> different today. Yeah, I need to listen is, to something is that how, that's is that like how you sort challenging your my brain. Is that how you sort your records by? I don't. By drugs? I don't sort my drug. My records aren't sorted. They're just unsorted. I generally know. You I have like three times as many as I do, and I, mine aren't sorted. And I'm like, damn, I should sort these. Yeah, I got like think- 1,400 records, but I just generally know like what area I last saw it. Right, and then if I can't find what I'm looking for. I'm bound to come across something else that also sounds good. You know, of course there you go. I'm so trying I to just, think of the last works. time I did, uh, I did, a, I did shrooms. I've only done acid once and that was in high school and it wasn't a good experience. And I was like, nah, you're like, like damn, I, I wish I was most- listening to Radiohead right now. <laughs> almost, <laughs> you're, you're like, the, like, you're like the meme at the part, like the guy at the party is like, Oh, yeah, no, for real. It was, it was kind of like, it was like that. Cause it was like the week that we're graduating high school. So we went to like a, uh, a graduation party at like someone's house in like an afternoon. And it was like a family gathering of some friend of ours, but also our friends were there. And so I was, me and my other friend were on acid there and, and it was, uh, we were both just, like, yeah, it was kind of just like, <laughs> they don't know. They don't know, you know, <laughs> yeah. um, and they're like, um, yeah, they probably, they probably guessed something, but I, uh-huh. I only done, I I've done shrooms a few times, but I think the last time I did shrooms, was with an ex-girlfriend and her friends. And this is funny as fuck because I remember exactly this. I was explaining to them burial. (laughs) We were listening. I was introduced. We were listening to all types of burial and I was introducing the whole canon on shrooms. And this was like not like a not a crazy amount. Like this was like less less than a sixteenth. You know, it wasn't a crazy amount of shrooms. Right. When I was doing when I was doing shrooms too, I would have said I somewhat recently around the last time I did shrooms would have, or maybe like a year after, but around that time I would have been buying like the burial fortet split 12 inch. <laughs> so like I probably could have seen myself explaining burial mm, on psychedelics around that time. It's a whole story, you know, and when, and it's good, it's good on the, like it kind of uh, X's off all your requirements. If you want something that's like, non-linear and kind of visual that close your eyes and you can like, but it's also like super gloomy and I don't know like why, like we were trying to experience this sort of like rainy London. (laughs) Like, you know, know. it was like, I don't know why that was the vibe. (laughs) Similarly around that time, but to an even like more deranged extent, I probably would have like 
buzz killed many people and put on like like a Jandek record I owned and explained like Jandek to somebody like while <laughs> we're all tripping and it you know who who wants to hear Jandek sober so it's I was, like <laughs> I think I was just trying to keep I thought I was like amongst people that I I wouldn't want to normally play like just like <laughs> fucking like uh the sounds of rocks or something like that. Right. So I was like, what's Yo, something that you want to hear these seven channel field recordings I just did? Yes. They're pretty yes. fire. Which I mean, honestly, that's even more accessible when you're tripping, to be honest. Sure. It was oh like in God, the winter yeah. in Brooklyn. So like we're going to be inside the whole time. Okay. Why not put on some like beach? Yeah. Sounds like a, or like some a shit? summer or like, breeze or something. Yeah. Like, yeah. You, you, you have like the headphone splitter and you and your friend who's also tripping go outside in t-shirts and stand in the snow listening to Stars of the Lid or something. Oh my Star- God. Staring up <laughs> at the lights. Dude. Like staring at the lights on the bridge or something. Oh, <laughs> I know what I'm doing this. Freezing summer, temperatures dude. and you're like sweating. Yeah. Like, I would do yeah. that. I would have done that sober in high school. That oh sounds like something I would have done. Like I, I was, <laughs> I'm reminded of two anecdotes. One is me in in high school, I would have to stay, you know, I did like theater and then I did, I was in jazz band and there was like a, about an hour of time after school, after theater was done before jazz band. And so me and my friend would like stay and like, just like kind of, we would like eat dinner and just like sit there. But then in the winter, it would already be dark out by the time that our theater was over. So it was pitch black shit. outside and we have to sit around Awful. for an hour before our other rehearsal started. It was, which ended at like 930. And it was like, it Being was at high school in the oh, dark. Yo, and we've that's been there dark. since 7am. You know what I mean? It's like Ugh. a full fucking day. So Ugh. we were just, you know, it's kind of one of those things when you're that age, you just kind of do it. Cause that's what you have yeah, to do. You're just fucking but, in it. Yeah. Um, we, we were really into cigarettes at the time. So we shut off all the lights, closed all the shades in the room, blocked all the windows and put on uh, a Gatis beer June as loud as we yeah. could on the, on the nice speakers. <laughs> and we just laid on the floor until our band director showed up and he walks in and he turns the lights. He's like, what the fuck are you guys doing? Are you sober? Oh, we were completely sober. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Have any of you guys, have you, any of you guys seen cigarettes live? I wish no. That know. shit is mad good. Yeah. Like very entertaining. I was, <sighs> um, I had already graduated college, but I was still in Orlando working at the record store. And, um, somebody at the record store got us all like box seats, like an affiliate friend or something. Whoa. So, cause it was at, it was at the college. It was at UCF arena. Did you get wine and cheese plates? Or something. No, oh. there wasn't. There wasn't like free food. But so I went with. Back on um, the Let's go. I went with the manager <laughs> of like the record store who. I, I went with the manager of the record store who I was friends with. This coworker who was like the closest. He was like a year older than me, but closest to my age and like into cool music. But I've also talked about him on the podcast as like changing his personality based on what customer came in and like acting like he was super knowledgeable about that taste, like being very inflexible about like what type of like music, music fan he was based on like who he was trying to impress. Gotta make and a then, sale. Like, this, Gotta make a sale. Of dude, but it wasn't even about making sales. It was about like scoring cloud points. You know what right, I mean? Yeah. That's the real sale. Before, right before yeah, cloud even true, existed. True. Before, no, but yeah, exactly. But cloud record store Pre-cloud. employee cloud already did exist. You know what Yo. I mean? That, yeah. that goes that way back. That shit's worth its um, weight in goals. 
<laughs> well, you would think if, if it was real, but, um, yeah. but yeah. And then one customer, this dude, Nigel, who was like this cool, like, you know, I was probably, um, like 22, 21. No, I was probably like 22 or 23. And this dude is like cool, like 40s black dude, like just started getting into DJing, like cool dude. Smoked weed, but I had just gotten the G pen, like the first like iteration of like oil vape pens where you like <laughs> scoop oil like with like a, you know, like a very messy thing. ordeal, very messy, but like. <laughs> It was the first iteration of like being able to like sneak smokables and get away with doing it in public where nobody really knew. Like it did smell like weed, but it dissipated very yeah. quickly. Mm-hmm. So gaslit people. <laughs> right, exactly. Woo, so me, let's go. Me, <laughs> why is it loop? <laughs> this has happened before. What the fuck was that? <laughs> What's what fucking swan song was that, dude? Come on, dude. <laughs> Seriously. So so we all took a, a van together to the show, and we're ripping the vape pen. And that dude Nigel is gets so high, like he he does not know what to expect. He's like, yeah, I smoke weed sometimes, like a joint, like he like you know, very rare, probably mids pack smoker. Mm-hmm. And uh, the manager also like early 40s like cool dude not used to like tolerance not used to that either so they're all blasted and we get to the concert and like the owner of the record store who has like this internal like beef with everybody is there and we're he's sitting in front of us like the there's like two rows in the booth he's sitting like in front of us and we're all like ripping the vape and he doesn't know and um we're fucking high and i think i might have a video on my on my Instagram from like way, way back before I was a meme account from that show. And it was literally like blasted on that pen watching like the choreographs and like the, the fireworks and light show and shit. It was literally like watching like the Olympics, like opening ceremonies. <laughs> oh my God. Like the I, chi- I was like, Holy shit. <laughs> and then I had some like crazy beef with the owner. Like I started my own tab for drinks. Like they had like waiters, but I went to the bar and started a tab. And at the end, the owner tried to buy all, all of our drinks to like look nice, even though we all paid for our own tickets to the show or whatever. And I had already closed my tab and I was like, it's all good. Like I already like paid for it. And he took that as like a personal slight. <laughs> oh my God. Like of me trying to like not accept the gift from him. Right. And then there was like a whole fallout, like a, the whole work week or like month <laughs> after was like, like uh passive aggressive, like, Oh, my oh God. you're too good. Like, you know, <laughs> all kinds of shit, like Jesus insane Christ. shit. But, Needless to say, Cigarose was fucking crazy, and I would die to see them again. Like, very, Truly. very sick show. Um, um, trying to go back to Iceland. Damn. I just <laughs> read, I actually, this has nothing to do with this, but I just read an article that said, uh, according to podcast metrics, uh, the best time to introduce your guest is around 25 minutes into your recording. <laughs> so I think now is the perfect so. time to introduce our, our very special guest this week. Today on the podcast, we have sound designer and musician Richard Devine. Richard, <laughs> thanks for coming on the podcast today. He's so happy to be here. He can't even get oh, a word out. Man. We're, oh, I, man. It's me. I'm so excited to have you on. Yes. 
Hello. Why don't you? Why don't we do that again? All right. Why don't we give the real? Why don't we give the real information? I mean, because there's there's listeners out there who have already gone and followed Richard Divine on Instagram because he just said that. So we gotta we gotta we gotta make sure people aren't fooled. It's not four one. You know what I mean? Yo, (laughs) true. That would be Jeff's birthday. That would be my birthday. It's not which happened recently. Let me set the record straight right now for all for all any doubters out there. Haters. I coined the term synthfluencer. I don't give a fuck who says I did not find record of someone else saying it before me. You gotta go it's to all the Oxford, about the paperwork. You gotta go to the Oxford English Dictionary to clear that up. Wasn't that's right? Wasn't, the etymology. But doesn't it come doesn't it come from an ELO lyric? I thought it came from an ELO lyric. <laughs> Isn't Listen. that the, where it was coined? You know. Yeah. No. It was a Alvinoto, uh, Alvinoto Ryuchi, Ryuchi track. <laughs> Were there influencers <laughs> in in the eighties? Isn't it? Isn't it in yeah. Mister 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 Blue Sky? Isn't it? Yes. <laughs> synth influencer. Synth influencer. <laughs> like right. I don't know. I thought that's where I heard it before. It's at the end of his uh, HBO documentary or whatever, where he's a. Uh, you know what's what's next, and it's uh, Instagram is next. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Jay, why don't why don't you give the real the real introduction? Uh, the the real introduction. Now, we, now all, we're twenty eight minutes deserve, in, and that's the actual. Oh, really? That's we're like twenty eight. That, yeah, that's like the real best time to introduce the guest. Yeah, folks. Today we have Max Alper, aka Lamim Young, on the podcast today. Um, Educator, um, sound appreciator, appreciator, curator, 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 many good TikToks. TikTok curator. Facts. That's Facts. very true. Sound TikTok curator, specifically, um, yes. Sound Niche. creator, I would say as well. Sound influencer, influencer. Do you identify maybe? as just, a influencer? Just the coining of the term, you know. Just the Synth just the coining of the coiner. term, right? Okay. I want nothing coiner. to do with it. <laughs> and champion of things like this. It's a fart with reverb. <laughs> Yo, kind of a dark reverb. It's right? Nice, oh got some God. pretty yeah, very dark reverb. So glad you guys have a. Have the uh, the samples on deck. It's, it's yeah. part of sound exploration. You right. know what I mean? We yeah, actually, it's... a lot of them got lost on my computer, so I only have that <laughs> in, in this and the drum sound. Yo, the loop. <laughs> what was the first soundboard you guys came across? I feel like back in, when I was a little kid, like fourth or fifth grade, like, uh, like, or maybe fifth or sixth grade, like <laughs> Newgrounds or E-Bombs World had like the Jack oh, Black one. Yeah. Jack and it Black. was like, it, it had like a bunch of saving, uh, saving Silverman, like cock push-ups. Like it had a lot. I know mine. I lines. know the first one. And then it was on Newgrounds or E-Bombs or, mm-hmm. or Albino Black Sheep or some shit like right, that. Right, it was, right. um, it was the drill sergeant from Full Metal Jacket. Yes. Oh my yes, God. yes, 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 yes. And I saw not only you could play it, but it had like there were also on that account on Newgrounds or whatever recordings of people pranking 
people with that uh, with that soundboard. So it was like, you know, I bet you could suck dick through a water hose or what, you know what I mean? Like, or self, suck a golf ball. Yeah, exactly. Or it's like, uh, I bet you could suck a golf ball through a garden hose. That's what it was. Yeah. Um, Peter Puffer. Yeah. Dude, Goldberg Pyle. Guy, and it's funny that there's crossover because that guy is in Saving Silverman. Is it? He and yeah, he's he's like their coach. That that's like the only other acting role that he does. He's like their coach, and he does like similar shit. And he ends up marrying Jack Black at the end, and they end up being gay because Jack Black like discovers he's gay through like manipulation of Judith, the kidnapped uh, girlfriend of Darren, Jason Biggs' character. This the fucking uh, this the fucking Stanford movie. What is is this? What this is? What's like a uh, Saving Silverman? What Saving it's, Private it's, Ryan? It's Sarah Steve's Silverman. On. Sarah. It's Sarah, it's Sarah Silverman's. It's uh, the Sarah Silverman program, <laughs> starring Jack Black, Steve Zahn, Jason Biggs, and the Jack guy Black from Sarah Full Metal Silver. Jacket. Yeah, it's crazy, dude. He's dead, dude. That's fucked up. R.I.P. Jack you know, Black. Rip. Since when? No, dude. the uh, the Full Metal Jacket guy. He was a real. Yeah, he uh, kills true, himself in the movie, you know? dude. What are you talking about? <laughs> no, he doesn't oh, kill yeah. himself. He gets shot by. Dude, come on. Kubrick. Oh, I'm thinking of the. I'm thinking of the wrong guy. Sorry. You're thinking of Vincent Kubrick, Kubrick was so meticulous that he would kill his actors in the movie. <laughs> that's why they're so good. You know, that's why nobody can find out what it means, like what the things mean, yeah. or whether or not they actually happen. That's why everyone no respected him because they witnesses. knew that they knew that he was doing it right. That's right. Yeah. I mean, the actor that played Neil Armstrong dead. That's why oh, we don't know. Absolutely, you know? Buzz Aldrin. Yeah, yeah. You think that Dude, was really Buzz exactly. Aldrin all those years? Probably not. What's her name? Um, uh, Shelly Duvall got out. She escaped, and that's why she's messed up. Oh, it's very she, true. She yeah, actually, true. she I mean, actually I escaped. I also feel fucked up about her. Like I feel bad. Like that Doctor Phil interview is totally. Oh fucked yeah, up. Like, taking like so, so hard, taking advantage of like people. Oh, that like, was really fucked up. Yeah, ex- exploitative. She like, was in. I think they fuck. did. A, was it in the New York Times or this something? The past few months, they did like a a, a good, a respectful what's so, going on yeah, with Shelley Duvall thing. I, yeah, I remember. I don't know if it was what you're talking about, but I do remember like reading up on it not too long ago, and like yeah. at the time, you know, because. Obviously, like you see like those behind the scenes clips of The Shining and like how stressed she is and like you read like how Kubrick was like a like a like a, you know, really super perfectionist asshole. Yeah. But then also he put actors in the place they needed to be mentally, like whether or not it was appropriate or not. Yeah. So people people said, oh, that's why she was so fucked up because of her work on The Shining and Stanley Kubrick. And then. So that myth is kind of pushed everywhere. But then apparently I I also read that she was like openly like, no, yes, it was overall a good experience. It was just very hardcore role. And that's Stanley's way of working is very like strict. But she did what I remember. I don't know the quote. I don't have it pulled up in front of me. But and so I might be off base a little bit. But I do remember her saying that overall she respects Stanley Kubrick and like had an overall like positive experience on that film. And it wouldn't just be one thing like that, that would mess her up so bad. I think people were kind of running with that a little bit. Yeah. I think that's what I remember. I remember that too, that I mean like the acknowledging that like, it was like, 
incredibly strenuous work that probably yeah. like did to some extent, like, you know, like play some part in like an otherwise like trajectory of other things in her life going on, yeah. you know? And mm-hmm. I, I think the proof of how stressful, like making that film is, was uh, Jack Nicholson's answer on inside the actor's studio when he said he... oh That was McDonald's, the McDonald's, Wi-Fi that, alert. Uh, can you hear me now? Jelly Donut! Stanley Kubrick's uh, cybernetic ghost just came in to cut Jeff. Oh. Yo, he he's want, dead. He doesn't want Yo. to see oh. about that. No. Doesn't want... Can you hear Ooh, me? Rip. He gone. Oh, fuck. He's gone for good. He come back? He went offline. Yo. He died in the Matrix, dude. <laughs> Yo, Jeff is Q. <gasps> Jeff is <laughs> Jeff is Q. People don't know it. I thought I recognized him in that HBO documentary. That's right. That's right. Oh man. I actually didn't watch Damn. that. Yeah, I heard it was good though. I haven't finished it, but I also like listened to one of the podcasts that was uh Okay. Yeah. Have yeah. Featured heavily in it, so I know most of the information, but it's good because it's like uh three years in the making when I didn't know about this shit. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Well, speaking of long documentaries that I have, I, I that I haven't finished watching, um, I haven't finished the Adam Curtis thing that came out a few months ago, and I feel dumb because I was like looking forward to it, but like literally, it's so dense and long that I've just like, whenever I've been in the mood to sit down and watch something, I've just picked something else. You know what I mean? I can't. I'm too cynical and. I I mean, I don't know. I just, I'm, I'm past that stage of my life where I need that type of media and information. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, probably like mentally, like, like health wise, like probably just like not can't help like beneficial to me at Mm -hmm. all. And I'm like, I got fucking like Assassin's Creed to play. Like I got shit to do, you know, like you got got to unlock the, the whole map. You know what I mean? I, I fucking did in Valhalla. And now I literally broke my uh, PlayStation controller playing that game. Oh, I got to go get a new one. Holy shit. Damn. Wait, how? (laughs) I don't know. Just it's, it's, it's the first one that came. It's the, it's the original that came on PS4. So I've, you know, it happens, I uh, guess. I think the those battery are a little flimsier, right? The original that was what killed it. No, they're, they're, they're built like tanks. It was a bad, strong. it might even be uh I hope it's not a USB charging port problem with oh, the system because I, I think it's a battery issue with the controller, gotcha, but gotcha. I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, we're going to have to see, going to have to see. We're <laughs> praying you can continue Assassin's Creed Valhalla. I only got like 60, I got like 60 hours into Valhalla. And then I just like one day just stopped playing it. Like I played it for like a week hard as hell. Like just like, yeah, you were like really into it. Yeah. It's like insultingly long. As far as the story goes, it's like insultingly Mm -hmm. long. Like I don't, you know, it it, compared to the other ones, I felt like I was really trying to do everything, but even without doing everything, it's like, God damn, like you got to do like 40 hours to get to like this to one important point like yeah. i don't know it's uh i it's bonkers. so yeah games should most games should be like 20 hours long there should be a nightcore remix of that game where you story play mode. It's a double story speed. mode can be 25 and then do another 25 of uh completing it yeah you know? or, or like save all that extra stuff for the post game you know what i mean 
like, like you, I, <laughs> Jeff leaves I, I, and we I know immediately I was gone veer for a second, but but you guys immediately we veered go to on game, to game gaming. Talk. Jeff, it's been 25 years. I, I'm, I'm back, guys. We can, for we can stop talking years. about games. My, what happened? My uh, my internet went out. I had to reset the the router. Oh shit. Damn. Happens here. Well, I was I was time. saying that uh, <clears throat> Kubrick's uh, cybernetic ghost wanted to shut down your talking about uh, about his films. Our, our conversation well, was, saying, was getting too illicit. Where I left off was I was saying there's no better sign of how strenuous uh, the filming of The Shining was than Jack Nicholson's interview on Inside the Actor Studio, where he revealed that's where he came up and drafted most of the drill tweets. That's it. <laughs> it, put his, it put his mind into that place. Oh and my that's God. Where, that's I'm where so glad. The I'm so the glad your internet went out and you save that for. I the, thought you were actually going. had something to say. <laughs> like I thought you were I like referencing something real. <laughs> well, I was. That's that's why I remembered because no, it's of course, fact. of course, it's fact. It's Watch true, the yeah. interview; you'll yeah. see. James Lipton. His his response was actually, "Damn, that's crazy." That's what he said. <laughs> mm. Damn, Damn, that's like, crazy. Damn, you want to pass crazy. that? Crazy. You want to pass that, or are you smoking more? <laughs> Um, keeping it to yeah. yourself tonight. I, I loved when um y- you were getting the uh the weed delivery Aaron and I sent the Elon smoking the joint gif. Oh yes. Um by the way, how's that how's that uh that vape pack hidden right now? It's good. It's not um it's 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 like pleasant, you know. I, I haven't been doing it too hard. Uh what kind of um what kind of like strain. This is a blend. This is a blend. Um, hybrid. Hybrid. I'm hybrid. learning it's the not, terms. Okay. It's I'm like a, a red weed, blend. I'm a weed virgin. Aaron, you're you're a newbie. I am very new to weed. Yes. Wow. Um, Interesting. So Jeff just got me weed pills. And the, I'm experiencing my first oil cartridge pen right now. And I just feel myself becoming more and more insufferable. You know what I mean? Because like first (laughs) I got into beer, right? And then I got into like coffee because I worked at a a cafe. So now I'm getting into weed. And so I feel like that's like the Triforce of like insufferable substances to like know a lot about. They're just the most common. They're just like the most commonly consumed by people. I know, but Mm. if you talk to the right people, they'll convince you that you've never had any of it before. Yeah. What about you're too vaping? Too far though? gone. You're already into synthesizers, so that's pat, you know you're oh, past synth- the point yeah. of synthesizers. Exactly. You skip ten levels. I know. That's right. You pop the game, the game genie in, and yeah. fucking put a cheat code. <laughs> no, but I was you gonna. Didn't, s- you didn't acquire <laughs> the knowledge from the earlier levels. Yeah, exactly. I, I downloaded a uh, a TAS. You um, did one of those like the skips in Mario. Where exactly. You find like the the clouds and you fly up into it and go into the pipe. Right. And you're at level eight. Exactly. Ready to go. Or like in NBA jams, you have like the big, the giant head. Like you press the code and you have the giant head. Giant head. But you didn't score the baskets yet. Right. Did I tell you about the police coming to my house when I was playing NBA jam once? No. Because of NBA jam. Are they? They were like, yo, can we play? Related? Are the things related? No, it's because so you were roommate, on fire and you literally... Yeah. That literally caught, sounds the, the, like the, a fucking like Sega commercial <laughs> from the 90s. Like the cops are like, it's like a, like a fisheye lens. The cops are like knocking on the door. Hello, hello. 
your house is on fire and the parents See, are like oh he's just playing the sega and it's NBA truthfully jam. <laughs> it sounds like a believable hate crime perpetrated by the police like we heard nba jams like we knew what was oh, going no. on in there it's fucked up when i was in college i had this raspberry pi that was like shot to the hit with uh retro games or yeah. whatever so we had nba jam and me and my co-worker i mean not me and my co-worker me and my roommate who i guess your colleague. We were, yeah my colleague <laughs> my colleague who lived with me um we uh we like had like a bunch of like leftover liquor i think from a party and we were like let's just like get drunk and play nba jam and so we were playing nba jam and it was a pretty intense match um, we decided to do the ice cube challenge, which is when the Lakers play the supersonics and I was playing as the Lakers and he was playing as the supersonics. But the problem is, is that he won as the supersonics and we both just started yelling and I was like, it's not the way it's supposed to work. The <laughs> Lakers have to beat the supersonics and we're like screaming at each other, like laughing our heads off and stuff. And then all of a sudden we just hear a knock on the door oh my and God. we're like, what's up? And they were like, is everything like all right here? Your your neighbors the, reported the that police. there was just, <laughs> yeah. there was screaming going on for the past like hour and a half. And I'm like, sir, I am sorry, but the Lakers just lost to the Supersonics. <laughs> and he's like, I, I understand, son. Yeah. <laughs> and the, the two, uh, the two cops were actually Magic Johnson and Larry Bird. Yeah. Yeah. They knocked at your door. It was crazy. And then he grew so up I can't to be play Barack that game Obama. Anymore. Exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. That that mm-hmm. that's funny. Like I'm thinking, you said Magic Johnson. Like uh, Met Syndicate posted a picture today, and it's like Magic Johnson and Dwayne the Rock Johnson, like grabbing fists, like clasping hands, mm-hmm. almost like hard styling, <laughs> and it, it has the Johnson and Johnson logo over it. <laughs> Very funny. It's like the Dave and that's Buster's, good. like. Like yeah. you know, Dave Chappelle, Buster Rhymes. It's so good. That's, funny. that's the best. That's the best one. Yeah, um, that's good. But yeah, I don't know. Johnson, I, um, Johnson. Oh, I did want to. I did want to give one anecdote because I. I actually had a discussion topic potentially if we are all familiar with the material. Um, so I. I was just like hitting this periodically throughout the day on Sunday, and since Jacob has been watching through Twin Peaks for the first time, I decided to pick up my rewatch again. Cause like we got to season two and then I was kind of like, okay, these are the bad episodes. So I'm like kind of started watching other stuff, but then I, I wanted so bad to catch up and rewatch the return. So I binge season two. And so on Sunday I watched the, f- the last episode of season two, which is like fire. Then we went right into fire walk with me and the missing pieces and I was like hitting the oil pen throughout. Not, I wasn't like super like stoned or anything, but like it was a religious experience. I swear to God, like that shit Damn. hit me so hard. Like it was just like it, like it was like really magical exp- viewing experience. Like, and I know sure how I, I experienced yeah. it the first and time. And like, too. I know I'm like literally just getting into like weed. So I'm, I'm sure this is like, <laughs> yeah, okay, we get it. Like, Dude. just pick any movie and you'll feel that way. No, David Lynch is straight edge. You have to bro. counter that with a racer head now. You have exactly. To, uh, yeah. I have you to, have to do something. You have to go the opposite direction. Or Inland Empire. Oh, that's what I'm going to do next. Of, speaking of vibes of like when we're tripping, like, I was talking about setting the tone of like what music you would play. I always used to watch, like I bought at a show in Pensacola, 
uh, Dan Deacon's like trippy ass DVD. It's like a DVD he made. Oh, yeah, shit. what's and the it's name like, of that shit? Uh, I think it's called No Something. It's oh, called fuck. Dan DVD Deacon. Um, it's the one with like with two drummers video? playing his stuff. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah, um, that's the tour that I went to. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ultimate reality. It's Ultimate Jimmy reality. Joe Roach mm. and Dan Deacon. Yeah, right. And it's like trippy ass visuals and like he does all the music. And it's like, I don't know, 30, 40 minute like video. I, you know, I bought it at the show in Pensacola, and that was like the era that I was using psychedelics the most. And I would always put that on. So mm. trippy. Very cool. Um, I just watched That's WrestleMania 25, dude. That I rules. had it on DVD in college, so we would just be like, "WrestleMania 25." Let's watch fucking WrestleMania 25 on again. Psychedelics? Uh, yeah, on like weed. Be like, just smoke would, a little bit of weed, weed. Watch WrestleMania 25. Yeah, well, I've watched a lot of wrestling on. It weed, feels but... realer, dude. It feels real. <laughs> it makes it look real, dude. I, I every, feel time, like every time, every time someone gets the mat, thing, you're like, "Fuck." The scariest thing I can think of is watching like that. That Undertaker, Mankind, mm-hmm. Hell in a Cell on psychedelics, like where he falls through mm. the chain, the the f- like cage around it into the rink onto like the thumbtacks and shit. Oof, fucked up, dude. Mankind, you know. Yeah. Um. I so I was thinking since I watched Firewalk with me, and by coincidence we have a sound design master expert on the podcast um do you know so i i i had two like big scenes that like really hit me like when we were watching and the sound is i mean in every david lynch film the sound is huge but like in these scenes in particular the first scene is when the one-armed man is screaming at leland and laura from his truck do you know that's do you know which scene i'm talking about yeah and the the engines are revving I'm not a Twin Peaks guy. I'm sorry. <gasps> there it is. Oh my god. Got him. But yeah, thank God, because we just did an episode about Twin Peaks. I know. So like, we <laughs> all want to say, shot. and uh, we don't. We this app doesn't have. The, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I gotta restart my save. Um, uh, this app doesn't have screen sharing. I would play the scene if we did, because it, obviously it's a video. But um, I, I'm gonna clip the sound design from that and. Later, I'll send you a link and, and see what you think. Person and uh, harassing my daughter. 
You all right, honey? Dad, are you all right? It is the absolute most batshit crazy sound design I've ever heard in a in a movie. It is I've, fucking crazy. That's Lynch's whole thing, sound design. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That's all so. that, that I can uh you could view you could view all of his early stuff and like even like Eraserhead on its own like sound design sound design alone is kind of like, it's like you the most know, the, important thing yeah, for him. Yeah. It's yeah. really uh that's he's 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 pretty into that. I mean, I'm not I'm obviously not a a super fan, but uh, you know, real recognize real as they say. Oh yeah. <laughs> Damn, I've only Matt, watched a razor head on the subway with subtitles on and no audio. Yeah. <laughs> well, Max, I, I have some questions That's actually. That's how it was originally was, released in the seventies, by the way. Yes. For mobile. I, I was listening to like your Lot Meme Young uh pod and I listened to like the the partial interview with David Grubbs that you put up. Mm-hmm. And I think it's so awesome. Like we had David Paho on and we talked about David Grubbs with him. Like I'm yeah. a big Grubbs head as they yeah. say. Yeah. You're part of the Grub Nation. <laughs> Grub, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm a Grub. I'm a Grubby. But, um, Grubsian. 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 Grubsian economics. Yeah. It's how I identify. It's the party that I most closely identify with. Yes. But, um, I thought it was super interesting that your relationship to him was that he was your professor at CUNY. Yeah. And I also know it's like, you know, I see like mutuals, like musicians that I follow and I'm like, Oh, they follow the law meme young account, or maybe you've done interviews with them. Like people that I've like reached out to to have on the pod that I'm fans of. And I'm curious, like, like, do you, do you meet these people like in unique ways? Like, like what are some interesting relationships you've built with some of the people that, you know, you may have worked with either interviewing on your podcast or are friends with on Instagram? Like are, I'm sure if David Grubbs was your professor and that's how you became friends with him, you must've met some other cool artists in interesting ways. Like, I'm just curious, um, like how you have met the people you know and yeah, like I mean, how those relationships come about. I was in I was in New York for about 10 years um mostly uh doing a lot of uh well obviously going to going to Brooklyn College as a, a undergraduate and a master's student in the conservatory there uh where I like you said I I studied with with David um and through that just just a toot Brooklyn College's horn. I mean, like just being in New York City or just CUNY's horn in general, like a lot, you know, uh, outside of New York, like people think New School, NYU, even Columbia for like arts and prestige and all this shit. But if you want like the real working professors who are like, you know, like doing shit that aren't just like the academic types, but like especially in the arts have like, a real fucking discography or, you know, CV of, of, of awesome shit. Like, uh, CUNY is where it's at. I studied with Morton Sabotnik when I was an undergraduate through, you know, CUNY and shit like that. I mean, I doubt he remembers me at this point. Cause part of that is like just studying, like they're famous and you want to fucking, you know, uh, pick their brains a little bit, uh, while they're still around and he is still around, but, you know, I studied with Vito Akanchi too one semester, and then he died immediately afterwards. Oh wow! Um, so and he was that like, shit was, "This is my last piece." Bye, guys. 
Kind of. I mean, he was he was a a miserable man. Um, and I've, I I wrote I wrote about it because it's like a it's a long story, but like his class uh, was really just like it was like the end of his like I guess guest uh, professorship, and it was just watching his favorite movies, and that was really it. <laughs> oh my god! Um, and we watched like not just like artsy shit, but we watched like Scarface. He fucking loved De Palma. Um, it yeah, was he does really, Dallas, it, you know. Yeah, and, and we tried to talk about his art, and he didn't want to talk about it. Like he really didn't like his retrospect at PS One that had just oh my happened. God, like yeah. he was not a happy guy. Um, but anyways, I mean that through CUNY alone, there's some really like heavy people that have, that I've uh, managed to, to, to see Um, Pauline Oliveros saw her when I was an undergrad at, at Brooklyn college, shit like that. But um, New York obviously is uh, when it comes to like experimental music, I mean, there's no, it's a, it's a largish scene relative to like the world, I guess, but like, it's a pretty small world uh, Mm -hmm. and you run into a lot of people that you end up, you know, or people that you have only like listened to or seen online and you end up, you know, meeting them in person at like just in passing at a show. I mean, I did, I did sound for, for several years at the beginning of at Transpicos. Um, I was like the first, the first three or so years there. Um, Cause so I obviously New York, I moved here in 2014 uh-huh. um, and you came here in what? 20. I started, I, well, so I started at SUNY Purchase and then at 2009 moved, moved to SUNY Purchase. And by 2011, I had dropped out and transferred to CUNY and was in uh, the city proper at that point. But I kind of left Purchase because I was like in and out of the city working and doing like shows and shit like that anyways. So it was, uh, <clears throat> it wasn't a good fit to be in Westchester. But, well, I was uh, going to say the first, like the first week or two that I moved here, I went to a show at the stone. I was going to ask if you chilled a lot at the stone. Cause the oh, vibe yeah. I'm getting is that you would have spent s- some time there. <laughs> oh yeah. I played school or whatever. Yeah. Right. Um, I now definitely, school, I definitely, uh, I went to a bunch of shows there and I played there once in like a larger ensemble. You can probably find the, the video, um, with, a it was the Northern spy records night and the, uh, diamond terrifier from, from Z's put like a octet of improvisers together. And I was in that, but that was, that was fucking insane because, uh, I was like me and Mick Barr and, uh, fucking, uh, fucking Sam and uh, a few other people that I had, uh, met, but like, like a couple of the people, was like oh shit like <laughs> this oh c spencer yeah from like burning star core i met him through that um shit like that was uh people that i had listened to even in in high school so that was uh that was my first year that was 2011 2012 uh first year or so fully full-time in new york and at a as a college student but um through like lamim young you know which started, I guess, in 2017. Um, it's definitely surreal seeing that from the from the not New York connections because mm-hmm. the New York connections is very palpable. And like, I will be like, I will have either have met these people in person at something, or I'm like one degree separated from them from someone else in New York or some shit. But like, the shit with with Lamim Young, like. 
the, some of the people that follow it, it's, it's, it is a little surreal, um, you know, seeing, uh, seeing Pajo on there, seeing <laughs> fucking, uh, one of the dudes from Mogwai, mm-hmm. which I, I will like meme to infinity because that's like one of my all time favorites. Yeah, you know, same. Uh, I recently saw that someone from Mogwai follows Jacob, and I was like, nice. we need to get him on. Is it Stuart? Is it is it I is think, it yeah, Stuart? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Stuart Stuart likes memes. Uh, that's what yeah. I was saying, and I was like, they do have like the number one album in in, in like the UK at like at the moment that I noticed that, which was yeah. like only a month ago or something. But I'm like, dude, Mogwai, they still very, got very it. Sick. They still got it. I only saw them doing like memes. once. I saw them in like 2014, like a couple months before I moved to New York in Orlando, and it was fucking awesome. You know, uh, love that Mogwai love that classic. We'll always love fucking post rock, but. Oh, yeah. But yeah, the uh, as far as like, it's definitely surreal, and half the time I don't even notice until someone points out that like, fucking Flume reposted yeah. my shit in their stories, yeah. and I'm like, bum, bum, dum, dum, bum, 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 bum. you know, like I'm just like, oh, that guy, you know, that's well, cool. Um, what are your yeah, what, what are some of your top like? You the best one, moments. and I, he he unfollowed because I think he did like a fresh like no follows thing okay. for a while. So I I I was lost. Was fucking um, what's his name? Billy Eilish's brother, co-producer, oh, uh, collaborator. What's yeah. his name? Oh. Phineas. Uh, Phineas. Fin- yeah, or that sounds right. Fi- Phineas yeah, and Ferb. Like, yeah, or whatever. And Phineas, <laughs> Phineas, Phineas and Ferb. And Ferb. <laughs> whatever Phineas his whatever Ferb. his his artist name is, but yeah, he and we like. DM'd for like a, a second because I I was literally just like like well, hey like that means that the hey, chat I, communication's I, I, still open you know because you'll still show up in the general because he's already yeah that's right with you. that's right so I if can, you do want to hit him back. up you could hit him up and be like hey I know you follow unfollow like, hey babe why did you unfollow make it me make me the only person you follow please you know? yeah oh, I think on, he's followed homies. people back at this point and I'm mm. not on the on the cutting list but I think the the conversation was literally like. I responded to his story that had my meme and I just uh-huh. said like, I am the bad guy, you know, or something really, really stupid. Uh, <laughs> um, oh yeah. And then, and then that, that's what made him unfollow you. <laughs> yeah. Right. No, he gave me, he gave me the ha ha. He gave uh-huh. me the ha ha. Okay. That's good. That's good. Yeah. That's, so, yeah, that's, that's pretty crazy. Too, that's like, pretty crazy. Come back with something and then like you instantly regret sending it, but you get the ha ha. So you're like, whatever. I'll let it <laughs> I slide. Mean, I Got the whole squad laughing. That's what that means. I guess the I got only that Diplo thing I could lose once, but he didn't follow. <laughs> no, I, I think the motherfucker. I, I could have played that up for professional. Uh, yeah, put it on your resume, guess, on your LinkedIn. Yeah, I saw yeah, him DJ LinkedIn. in Las Vegas because I was oh. with like is that why he a bunch of you? <laughs> a bunch of really normie friends, and they were like, oh. "We got tickets to see Diplo. Let's go!" And I'm like, "Holy fuck!" <laughs> 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 so we were in Las Vegas, and I was like. Honestly, crossfaded just in this, like listening to Diplo. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> and they were like, we're ordering a bottle. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> Wait, was this when you went to Vegas not that long ago, like a year ago? No, this is like two years ago. It was the first time I went to Vegas. Second time I went you to Vegas, did not go to Diplo. Jay, Diplo dude. You, you did make yeah. a mistake, though, because what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. So you need to stop That's talking true. about this. I shouldn't talk Ve- about it. Vegas at all. police are going to come after you. I still You're have the $2 the bill that he threw into the audience, though. <laughs> 
because um, he oh. was throwing two dollar bills for I think it was like a gimmick or something. But <laughs> that's real just currency. Like tossing two dollar bills, and wow. I was like, you know what? I'll keep this so I can just remember just how ass and real. This it's real currency was. in the like, uh, you know, like unincorporated uh, <laughs> micro state that Diplo is creating with all of his like. <laughs> West Indian and Latin American artists that he's signing. Right, right. He's just yeah. building like an empire on it's like a, a one world government thing. Yeah. yeah. In the, it's like a city, a Globalism. city state, a city state, uh, on like a private Island in the in the West Indies. Yes. Where he's like, mm-hmm. it's like, and Capistan, oh, you know, yeah. uh, <laughs> and and Capistan, yeah. but like with a dance hall beat, <laughs> I feel like I need to reopen the the map the map of Ancapistan. Isn't there like a uh, isn't there the Kentucky Fried Caliphate inside oh, of Ancapistan, yeah, dude? But, so oh, I was going to say, Max. Every, every time I like think of a like a somewhat like experimental indie-ish art- artist that I'm like, you know what? I should hit them up to come on the podcast, and then I go to DM them, and of course, they're like these artists are always like very minimal with their social media use. So it's like hard to tell if they're going to like know that there's like a request folder. So it's like, you know, very like 50, 50 chance of communication happening when you reach out through like a social media app to these people. And then I look at who they follow. I'm always like, do they like meme pages? And aside from like musicians or other, or other artists, like you are the only like meme account that they follow. And I'm like, well, they follow Lami Myung but they don't post a lot. Like they must <laughs> check it, like the like Instagram somewhat if they know to find gotta, this somehow. <clears throat> I guess. But it's I like, guess so. It's the La Meme Young metric, right? Well, I, f- I feel potential like guests the, are five hundred percent more likely to reply back if they follow La Meme Young. It's well, mm. the most recent two that I hit up and <clears throat> noticed that about would be like William Bazinski. And yeah. Rupert was Harris because like oh, yeah, I'm just that's... like they're not especially memers, <clears throat> but you got the William Bazinski post following? a lot. That's and I was yeah. like, damn, Max knows these these people. Like I I really crazy. I really don't I really don't because <laughs> I too I too hit up Basinski to come on to come on the Lamim Young Patreon uh-huh. podcast and was was left in the requests. Um, so not even not he even knows. he's an old head. Not you even get red. his email yeah, address. I, I, he's, I, I, he's, he's, he's got a manager. You know he does. Exactly. You know, he, he, does, he replies on Twitter. He might tweet at him. Yeah, he's a he's a Twitter guy and yeah. he's very much like this is my this is my like retiree like yes. lifestyle. Just you know it's kind of like it's kind of like mom posting oh, absolutely, you know like yeah. f- like pool photos and all that shit. You know what he's drinking, all that stuff. It's right. beautiful, but yeah. you got to give him credit. For, but you know, uh, I was, I was, uh, obviously thrilled that he liked the, like very much, uh, you know, um, very much just like sexualizing his shirtless body memes that, uh, that I've done. The one, <laughs> the, the are one, that, no, the one that crazy. he followed back on was the video of me doing like a back and forth with the, his cover of the wire. Uh-huh. And I'm like, you looking at me and he's getting closer and closer. And then we, and then the, it just like, oh, like open mouth, God. open mouth kiss. He reposted that. <laughs> so that was, so that was, so that was that's beautiful. So, and he so commented funny. and he commented uh kissy lips as the, as the emoji. <laughs> so that shit. was good. 
I would that was screenshot good. that comment and frame it in my oh, I, bedroom. I, I definitely, I definitely did. That That's was a, so that good. was a good one. Yeah. Um, I've been trying hard to get him, and I was like, man, the only connection I know is you and now i know that that's not that's yeah. not enough just make same a sexy with, same william basinski post and he will probably follow you and then you yeah. Can do it. yeah with with we'll the, with grouper with grouper it was also the with liz it was also the uh uh a meme with with their about them that someone's tagged them in or something like that that's that how you got get them it. that got them and they, this one for that one, it was the uh, <laughs> it was you know that DJ uh, that that meme where it's the the EDM DJ going oh my god and then he drops it and mm. it's like what I want you got yeah. <laughs> you know like that yeah. I did that I did that but with uh, heavy water uh, yeah. oh dreams and move it you know uh-huh. and it just became like like EDM raging to yeah. acoustic grouper um, did, and she and reposted grouper- that. <laughs> the one that blew up recently, I shared it in my stories, but it was from Twitter. It's like Tony Soprano crying in the car. Yes. And someone put grouper. It's just so yes. fucking good. It's so yes. like, it hits me in the spot of like just having downloaded that album on like Indie Torrents or something in like fucking 2010 or something. And like listening to it alone in my bedroom being like, <laughs> yep, that hits, you know, that definitely yep. fucking hits. I think that, um, I think literally dragging a dead deer. I mean, I had heard, through like post rock forums in high school, I I was listening to her, but like obviously like she blew up on with Dragon a Dead Deer, and I think that was my that was two thousand nine. That was my freshman year in college, so that was like you know peak peak uh, time to listen to Grouper. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah absolutely. That's where I that. walked into the record store that I um i ended up working at but i didn't work there yet i was just a shopper and there was this the vinyl guy at the store he uh ended up getting fired for stealing a bunch of records but i went in there as a customer and bought like a1a that kind of observer, and they had the second copy the uh, like the sister release yeah and i came back like a day later to buy it and it wasn't there and i i was like yo i saw it here yesterday and they looked it up in the computer and they're like, no, we've never carried it. And then I worked there not long after. And when he got fired and they found the stacks of records he was hiding to come oh, back shit. and steal, it was in there. Oh, so he was taking it out Damn. of the... He was, was going to steal it, it and sell it on Discogs. Oh my God. But wow. he was literally like subtract, like like taking uh-huh. it out taking of it inventory, out of the catalog. online mm-hmm. catalog. Wow. So he could say we never had it. You That's, know? I mean, you know, so there's no proof that it didn't disappear. And his that, move was after work, he would go across the street to this like coffee shop bar and have a drink. And then instead of going around the building, he said he would like cut through, like to go through the store to the back parking lot. And the way they caught him was they checked like the alarm, like from being undone to being set. And he would be in the store for like a while. Oh, shit. Mm. And they were like, what's he doing in there? And the owner also hated him for like, he worked there for like seven years before me and the owner and him always had like a, like a music dick swinging kind of competition (laughs) Um, to the Mm. point where like the owner wouldn't come in on days. The other guy was there, but the owner needed him because he had like vinyl knowledge before the resurgence of like record shit, you know? So like, he was like always waiting for like the chance to fire him somehow and be like, Fuck you. So Got like, him. Yeah. Got him. But then the period of happiness the owner had afterward, I had just started there, was brief, and he needed a new scapegoat. And that, you know, 
uh, let's let's say uh, it was very hard to navigate his feelings, and he wasn't very in touch with Jeff's bringing up his record store trauma yeah, yeah. again. <laughs> this Everybody well, listens the to the podcast is like, holy shit, how the fuck is like, coming back like, again? Like buying those records in store and like how hard yeah. they were to find, you know? Yeah. Like, like dragging a dead deer really blew it up, I would say. I listen to that album like three times a week. Every time <laughs> like I have insomnia and I just want to like relax because it's yeah. so soothing to me. I, it's like because a lot of the lyrics are like completely unintelligible for the most part, except for really like heavy water because you yeah, can like yeah. definitely tell what she's saying there. But otherwise, like really just that entire dream poppy ambient thing just like relaxes the shit out of me. It's There's beautiful. A few, it's very interesting with, with her, like the stuff she chooses to like wash in reverb and processing where it's like there are lyrics at the root of it, but you're not meant to, you know, understand them or be able to versus the ones that are like so clean. I mean, that whole like ruins uh, piano, you know, like uh, album that's really just like untouched beyond like a little, little verb here and there. I mean, like that's, it's a nice contrast. And I think that's what makes her uh, the longevity of the project. Uh, I don't know these people, all these people that we're talking about, like, being on like seeing them in their on social media or whatever, uh, like how they live their day to day, it becomes kind of like, does grouper like what does what's her? They don't really post, her, she doesn't really post much. That's the yeah. thing. That's and why just, I but, reached out to her like right after she posted a story because I was yeah, like, okay, yeah. I don't see her, her post much. She's clearly like been online, but like I don't think she's like, like utilizes is it enough to like check her request folders? Like I'm sure she gets hundreds of fan messages and she doesn't like use it that way. So like I figured it was not the proper Avenue, but yeah. I'm just wondering like, what's her, what is, I wonder, I'm like curious, like how much does grouper sustain her, her life? Like, you know, does she need a day job? Like at what, what level is she at? in the like quote unquote music industry. Cause she's, you know, I mean, I feel like she needs a day job for sure. I would think, I would, I would think so, but I would also think that just like the, on name recognition alone, that like there is at least like a consistent part-time like income from, from combined band camp and stream just Mm. on like, She's well, gotta be. I would she's think gotta that be on and touring. So, probably did well, it. Touring before, for sure. T- before pandemic, probably did it because she would sell out shows for she sure. She sold the shit. Yeah, and no. When she, when she tours, when she tours, that shit is that shit. It could sustain Gone. her year probably. Mm. Right. Um, so I would say she probably didn't worry about it until now. Yeah. And is navigating what to do, and I imagine some type of you know she's released music on labels that are like small enough where they like protect their own. I'm sure she probably got some like work doing that something like that in the field but i wouldn't know until i can get her to come on the podcast and ask about it <laughs> well, yeah, she actually has been doing you know. pepsi commercials under an alternate name oh yeah. Uh, yeah no but no but but grouper was in her at least was her music was in his supervision some someone some music supervisor chose a grouper track for the beyonce netflix uh movie mm-hmm. oh okay. um, yeah that's in one of the up, yeah not long ago, yeah, I yeah, remember. Be, mm. Because of all the uh all of the like slow-mo 
very video art, poetic sort of interludes had random ambient music and stuff like that. And I don't know what, what, grouper track it was but i know that like like there was a a month in grouper's stories that was just like reposting clips from the beyonce movie um so it's like i feel like i feel like she did podcasts and press about that around then so i feel like that's the move is to like go back find that listen to that see who talked to her about that and figure out like things about her life but also like how to get in contact with her. Like, I got directly. a crazy, I have a crazy grouper story from like my youth. This was, this was 2009, uh, 2008 animal collective strawberry jam tour. Classic. Um, I can classic, feel the time and place. Classic 2007, 2008, something yeah. like that. Um, Boston, Boston, Massachusetts, where oh, yeah. I'm from Newton, I'm from Newton, Mass, outside of Boston. I'm uh, from the North Shore. North Shore. I didn't know you were a mass, Paris? a mass head. Oh, I'm a mass hole, baby. A mass hole. I'm I, literally I like, traveling home this week to say goodbye to my childhood home. Oh my god! <laughs> so I, it will be the oh last time I'll be in Massachusetts for quite a while. So sentiments, man. Yeah. I haven't been back. I haven't been back home since before the pandemic. Wow. Like, yeah. Christmas, Hanukkah season. Yep. Uh, 2019 um jesus yeah that's crazy uh anyways anyways 2008 animal collective strawberry jam tour groupers opening Mm -hmm. for them and this is like animal collective i guess is like not they're not like merryweather popping pre-merryweather pre-merryweather but like strawberry jam was like that was, yeah. they were already they were already that was like American apparel popping. That was American yeah. apparel popping, but not like Rolling Stone popping. You know, Jeff, they, Jeff, they just, already... said, Jeff just said pre Merriweather as if he was saying pre COVID. <laughs> <laughs> no, but they, you know, with that band, that was like what blew them yeah. into the mainstream. Right. No, of like of they, they, but but that being said, like by the time Strawberry Jam came out, they were already like the number one band. That's somebody that reads pitchfork would listen to right it was already exactly. like yeah they were indie darling territory for sure yeah they're between pitchfork, sung tongs pitchfork huge. feels yeah. and like those three sung tongs feels yeah. and strawberry jam strawberry jam that like cemented them like, yeah pushed right. them into being like Jeff, the experimental indie what band are the names of those to. albums again <laughs> sung tongs feels uh-huh. and um strawberry jam here comes the nice. indian um, <laughs> no, uh, that's a classic. No, but, uh, so, so I saw, so I saw, obviously we were going to see animal collective, but that was before they announced the opening act. Um, and then when I found out, I love when that happens. Yeah. When <laughs> yeah. I found out it was grouper, you know, this was like, this was like at this point, it was just before dragging a dead deer probably came out. But I was like huge, huge into her. Like, there's a few records. Um, was it like Cover the Windows and the Walls? Like that shit, like 2007 or some shit like that, where it was super electric and wet. Uh, mm-hmm. Not the not as acoustic, but uh, still super, super dope. And uh, so I was like standing, standing her by that point, and uh, got there really fucking early and like front row. Um, and like, she's like setting up, you know what I mean? Like she's like on stage setting up 
And then we'll just start, you know, it's like no one knew anything about her, I guess. Um, but I knew. Um, and I just, <laughs> I screamed like, I screamed like Liz Harris, marry me. Like oh I am 17. You know? <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so I screaming that at the top of my lungs in the front row. And like, she obviously fucking heard me. And it's like this shit, like looking back on it, it's like, you basically like cat called this like working <laughs> artist, this working artist in a super like marginalized, like, oh, you know, man. she's in the, like, she's in the, like the peak of like pedal drone and like SP 404 gear, yes. gear dude, Damn. like era, uh-huh. you know, oh, yeah. like bad the Dan- spot to be the, in. The Dan Deacons, the Panda Bears, and all that yeah. shit, you know. And here you're she saying, is. At- you're saying that, like, dead, dragging a dead deer hadn't come out yet. So who's to say that that incident didn't influence some of the music wow. on that album? Think about it. Think about it. Think about like it. Because con- this contextual- really, <laughs> really, this was this was this was a, a crazy moment because like I I I screamed that just like impulsively because I just. I love her, uh-huh. you know? Um, and, uh, and then immediately felt bad because she like, she was just like, didn't react. What yeah. didn't react and was just like setting up her shit. Mm. Um, but then when she started, nobody would shut the fuck up. And I was the shusher, um, oh, because she yeah. was playing pretty, she was playing pretty quietly and yeah. I became the fucking, I became front row. She, you know, first chair shusher yes. for the grouper <laughs> the show. Um, so, so I think I so I think I I had a bit of redemption there because it wasn't just for her but I mean she could she could tell that no one was fucking paying attention because it was all like you know waiting my, for And she thanked you at the for, end of the show and she said yeah I yes I do I will marry you. My, my yes. question about your level your commitment to shushing w- like if Michael was at the show would you be hired to like shush professionally at Swans on the next Swan's yeah. tour. Oh my God. No, <laughs> not with him. Um, <laughs> He'd be like, that's, that's, that's how much I need to shush. Like no. this guy's my guy. <laughs> no, only for Dude, I saw him melt down. I saw him freak out and threaten to leave the stage in Orlando. And my, my roommate at the time was worked at the venue and ran sound for the venue. Mm. And he was going to fucking like flip his shit, dude. He, he like really screamed at the crowd. Yeah, you know, if you take out the a sound phone guy, too, did you screaming at the sound? It wasn't the sound wasn't perfect, and it was a venue where like it was the smaller venue, and then there's a bigger venue next door, like that's both the same company, and you could like hear the show kind of from classic, next door. Classic, he was flipping his oh, man. shit. Yo, I Damn. fucking loved doing that shit. That that situation at at Trans Picos where we would have. Yeah basement rave and like minimalist free improvised concert on upstairs at the same time. And you'd have like literally one time, like having fucking, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Aki Onda, like some like legendary, like sound artists, like Japanese sound artists yeah. being like fucking competing, having like this, like multi-placed cassette Walkman, little speakers all over oh, the yeah. space and like very, the sound yeah. of fucking, uh, uh, tinfoil yes, shit like very that. Delicate, and, yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, with like black lights, very yeah. mood uh-huh. and quiet. And then just like the muffled, just like, <laughs> you know, like in the fucking yeah. basement, you got, the field is playing downstairs. Yeah. No, literally some <laughs> yeah. shit like that. Some like fucking resonant advisor, 
thing is happening uh, yeah. downstairs or yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, that some was bullshit. yeah, Trans Pecos <laughs> Basement. That's like that's what it was, dude. Oh I mean, man, yeah, that's what the shows were there. That I was too much of that shit. Too many, know? too many times carrying those. Uh, those those QSC towers down that tiny oh, man. fucking uh, fire hazard staircase. Uh, yeah, one slip. Just, and what what say was goodbye. that one in Williamsburg? Out, output that place. Sucked. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that was that was the place. mega. That was the mega club. I never worked. I never worked there, but I know. I knew the guy that was there. That their sound director. Um, and yeah, I mean those. That was like. That was more legit in the like what like evil oligarch is funding this place. You know what I mean? Like as like all club as like all clubs yeah. probably at that stage are, it was, you know, it was the club most likely to have the boiler room set. I would say exactly, time, exactly. Probably, but know. they did have the function ones and that was a place that you could go to for like, you could, you know, dip, you know, the people that are the purest techno or house purists can, you know, like I only listen to, you know, like music spun on this particular artifon needle, you know, like, or whatever mm-hmm. bullshit yeah. like that, you know, right. I think the one time, the one like real memory I have of output was going to, uh, like Bergan, like Ostgut night, you know, oh, yeah. like the, like, uh, when the label for Bergan, uh, took over output for, for a night and mm-hmm. it was just like, eight hours of programming. Mm-hmm. Um, it was amazing because from eight, eight, from 8 PM to midnight, they were open, but like a, no clubber enters before midnight or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> I was there at like 10 <laughs> and it was only dark ambient drone. Like it was, it was incredible come early for the dark ambient early. It was, you come <laughs> early for this shit. And this is where I realized that's like the, the that's like the Bergen aesthetic for this, like minimal hard techno purist is that like you give them just like field recordings and just like sub bass rumbling. Yeah. Uh, and let the fucking Molly like kick in. Uh, and then like the second, like midnight drops, it's just like you hear just like, Oh my god! And it I just would lose fades into mind. it fades into fire. techno. You're making and me want to fucking try to get in. You know what I mean, dude? Well, it was gone. It's gone. Output's, Output's gone, gone, but Bergan, you can try. I guess this is what it's like there, apparently. <laughs> but these were this was a Brook. You know, output output that night definitely brought like purists and people that were there for mm. an experience at like probably there at eight a, eight p.m. Just like drinking and listening to this like. Because the DJs were all doing hardware ambient sets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then That's they started shit, DJing. You know? you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it was all like hardware modular and like like basically just like dungeon, not maybe not dungeon synth, but just like dark ambient synth <laughs> with these with these folks in fucking fog light or for fog machines or whatever. But then it was like you could tell that the the mood was expected like ah it's midnight you know but then again output also brings just like fucking jersey it was weird seeing the there's like contrast like i had bro i had like two bro roommates that had like just finished school and like moved to new york for their first like finance jobs and they would go to like output on like a friday night because they were into like you know dubstep and like getting fucked up like more about like party culture yeah Yeah. dubstep and getting fucked up Take me back, honestly. Dude, straight up. <laughs> <Yeah. COVID laughs> I'm saying, <laughs> it's, it's, 
it, it's it's got to have that like 10 year anniversary 2011. We got to have a it mini never, revival. It never really went know? away or anything. No, no it but did, I'm which saying is like, weird. Actually, like, everyone's gonna get back into like that first Skrillex album. Soon, you know, the next I mean? couple of years because it's fire. I got. I got friends from high school that I straight up I'll see their Spotify like listening history or whatever, and they're like still listening to like dubstep playlists from then. And I'm like, <laughs> you guys never laugh. Like we make fun of our parents for like listening to like I don't know fucking like Fleetwood Mac and shit all the time, but yeah, we're doing the same exact shit with fucking Skrillex and I have nothing but good things to say about Skrillex the person, Sunny Sunny Moore, Sunny Moore <laughs> the man uh-huh. because. The one year that I worked at MoMA for uh, for warm up, okay. when I was working when when Taja Lorraine was my boss, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, we uh, Skrillex was a surprise set that came in after this like heavy Jersey Club underground legend that like Sonny must must have been friends with, but uh-huh. uh, he came in so, and, uh, as a Bruce Springsteen. Yes. <laughs> Came in as right. a as a guest as a very last minute back to back with this Jersey Club guy. Um and Sonny showed up and but but it was very last minute as in like we announced it a day before, but they had sent the writer the week before. So I saw the writer and Skrillex's writer, first of all, was incredible because of like the food requirements, the sa- the salad he wanted. He basically wanted every vegetable in a separate type of container you know it was like lettuce and this tomatoes and this onions you know what i mean mm-hmm. and uh did he require everyone working to have heard the from first to last album that he did <laughs> no no so i was looking at the writer and like it looked a little much just kind of generic what he would get at like coachella like it wasn't okay. some small no. like this is this is moma ps1 this is not like some major festival yeah even if warm-up is huge uh but uh, it looked like it was just the rider and there was no changes to it. So we tried our best and uh, he wanted like a carton of uh, camel crushes and we couldn't even find camel crushes like in <laughs> Long Island City or something. A carton so, of camel crushes. But, Christ but on a we cross. Verified, we, we somehow verified with Sonny the day of that like none of that shit really mattered. Like he was just like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just, I'm fucking just coming through. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, 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 yeah. You know? He's um, like, just buy me half a carton of menthol and half a carton of regulars <laughs> and I'll mix it so in the pack. Give me yeah. like five Lucy's. Give me five Newport hundreds. That's fine. Um, so he, he shows like, up. You guys have deep- that, the, that shit Spice are talking about from that one deli. Can you pick me up some <laughs> right. of that? <laughs> we did get him like, his salad. created my sound. Right. We did get him his salad and his bottle of Patron. I do remember a big bottle of Patron. So okay. that was cool. But he comes in and does his, he immediately like is going nuts and is kind of doing a dubstep set, but it's more like just everything. Cause he's just a good fucking live DJ. Yeah. Like he's literally yeah, yeah, yeah. just playing like, like hits. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, I'm his, I'm his, uh, his mic and monitors side stage yeah. engineer or whatever. And he keeps like this bumping with his mic in his hand and the batteries keep flying. The battery pack keeps falling out because oh he's God. pumping yeah. so fucking hard. And I keep having to like fetch him a new handheld. Oh my God. Uh, like did that like two times, gave him two other microphones or whatever. Um, yeah. but after the set, like he does a set, he finishes whatever, but after a set, 
He like grabs like my hand with both of his hands. He's like, thank you so much for putting this on, man. Like this is, I love this series and you guys did such a good job. So professional and all this stuff. And it's like, as if like I'm the fucking director of like warm yeah, or whatever. Right. Like, <laughs> take a compliment. Well, yeah, exactly. He must respect exactly. the, all the engineers, you know? Exactly. So Dude, at that point, that I was on, like, like a book. Like if you write a book, you could like use that as like yeah. the teaser. Yeah. You know? And then he just hung out and then he just hung out, not in the green room, but just like continued back, not backstage, but under the awning at yeah. while we were like breaking down and he's just having his like entourage party there. But it was just like, so one of the more surprisingly down to earth uh, people. Cause sometimes like the fucking underground, no name SoundCloud producer is like the biggest piece of shit personally. Sure. Um, and that's oh, yeah. happened. And that's happened too at like probably the same show. Like the underground techno DJ was a fucking dick. Yeah. And, and Sonny, <laughs> Sonny Skrillex was the, was the nice guy that made your well, night. I've seen, and, you know, yeah. he, he was from a band like he, you know, he was in like a touring, like, you know, post hardcore pop punky band. It's like, yeah. you know, he knows the that's drill. like a respect. That's like a respectful, like, like this band could be your life. Fucking yeah. like Lazarad type shit. Like you learn about touring and being like humble because you're going to sleep on floors and you want free yeah. food and like. You know, he comes from that culture, so I get it. He didn't he's just worked, blow up he's on the internet. Hard. Well, I remember you know, I also SoundCloud read people they blow up and then they don't know how to act because they've never yeah, yeah, been yeah. like big before. Did you guys see that? Uh, it was like a pro or an interview between Skrillex and 100 Gex that came out no. like last year. Interesting. And it was such a great piece because you see exactly that personality of his come through, you know, like I, I didn't follow, you know, electronic music super closely at when Skrillex was big. I just knew him as being a big hit and I didn't know that much about him. But then when you, when you read something like this, like profile, like this hundred geck Skrillex, like conversation, you just see like how gracious he is. And it was like this kind of like symbolic, like passing of the torch moment a little bit yeah. because like Skrillex like was the shit back in 2011. Like he was like, he literally launched the careers of people who are like in doing hyper pop shit now. Like they yeah. all talk about Skrillex. And then the fact that like, he's so like in, in touch with that and like, like is so humble about that was like really heartwarming. Like they're like well, Dylan be. and I Laura. Mean, he, that makes him more relevant. now. Dylan you know? and Laura are literally yeah. like falling over to each other talking about, the first time they heard like scary monsters and nice sprites and shit like that. Like, right. and he's like, wow, that's like amazing. Too. It's like such a great conversation. It's, it's beautiful. So it's a beautiful it's an interest, moment. It's so funny because like, I don't think, uh, I mean, I don't, I mean, Sonny doesn't come from Sonny doesn't come from like bro step culture. Cause it followed him, you know, like it, yep. it formed out of, it formed out of, uh, the, like, just how he was basically marketed, you know what I mean? Because yes. like, you mean he didn't he didn't start Affliction like as like yeah, cross promotion exactly. with the music, yeah. like Monster Energy, all, yeah, like you know, that wasn't that. like he, it's not vertical integration of like yeah, corporate. exactly, exactly. Uh, Ever since I, you learned so the word like vertical I've wondered, integration, I saw a conspiracy Jeff. thread once. Well, you know? people don't know this, but Activision actually commissioned him to make that whole album specifically for YouTube Call of Duty clip compilations. Uh, people don't realize that, but he actually, it was a commissioned. It's piece. copyright free music. Yeah. Kill shot. 
Once again, big, big game crafting the, the popular culture of our time. Right. Yes. Mm. Behind the scenes. Yeah. That's what happens. Fellas, I have no. to, it's, I have to run in just in a little bit because I have a, I have to take another, unfortunately, a, not unfortunately, but I told the students I next. would, I would, <clears throat> yeah, okay. <laughs> fuck those Shondas for the Goyim. Um, no, um, <laughs> no, I, uh, no, I, I have to talk to a student. Absolutely. Um, I gotta be disciplinary. Yeah. No, but we, no, I mean, I we've gone, we week. have an hour and a half, which is great. Great. Yeah. Last. I was going to say, I mean, Max, if you want, you, if you had anything, you, you, anything specific I can, I could do for you. I just, um, like <laughs> Just just an hour and a half. I was gonna say, do a do a John Cage four thirty three cover. Yeah, right. <laughs> the YouTube Play an excerpt. Just Play an excerpt. Like the first sixteen measures. Yes, that's right. I had a question for 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 you actually. You had because this is funny that Jake actually uh, started this at the beginning with a fart with reverb because I have been for so long wanting to do a a episode or just like a conversation uh maybe on the patreon or maybe or maybe not just on like noise and sound design and comedy and mm. i really need to fucking get doug on this shit yes, fucking loose yeah. or Vic, because Vic burger we you, yes you, you should talk them. to uh cuz that's someone that i'm thinking about like hitting trying to reach out to you soon too but i know uh joel namaste at home dad was on doug's podcast right so she right. would be probably in the meme world the person if you well if doug, you follow, doug follows me doug follows oh, me i'm just one just i just want, yeah. i did i DMs. did but i was just it's just funny that because it's literally this conversation that i've you know and and i want to have it with you guys too it's just this like <laughs> why the fuck in like meme culture specifically but also like maybe not like mainstream comedy but like shit posting internet yeah. as well as like alternative comedy from two thousands, yes. but not even like fucking Monty Python. You know sure. what I mean? Like well, all but this then, shit. Yeah, you like, see talk- it in like user generated stuff. I think yeah, if I exa- think what and, you're talking about. Yeah. And like, even like, you know, like new grounds, YouTube, YouTube poop, poop and all this Dude, shit. YouTube poop, exactly. 100%. Exactly. Like, yeah. where- like those King of the Hill edits that are like, yes. <laughs> Dude, I yes. love those swing Bobby exactly. swing. Or why, just why the fuck is reverb? Why is reverb funny? Yeah. Like, I mean, obviously a fart, a fart noise is funny, but like, and like in theory, like reverb makes something, uh, more significant. It makes it in sound like a, yeah. When you think of reverb, like, you know, if I'm, if I'm working on something in pro tools, I might add a cathedral reverb or something. Yeah. Reverb just makes it act as if you're in a grand space space so, so yes. the idea of a and this is so literal but it's just an example a fart by itself dry is whatever but like it, a fart in a cathedral that's pretty yes. fucking hilarious <laughs> and so replace the say, cathedral with any other massive uh monolithic t- type of space and i don't know that might be approaching and uh, that's just one of, an of and that's yeah. just one of many that's just one of many things that are now like completely uh that are tropes like the bass boosting ear rape is like yeah, another yeah. thing now that's oh, yeah. just like and i have to fucking tell my students like to stop 
calling it that like in I class. Know. Yeah, just yeah, for, it's wrong. That's just an old like, term. That's an old term. It's a really old term that like as a shit poster myself, like I can't like wag my finger too hard. But I mean like at the same time, it's like, okay, well, let's just talk about the effect itself. Like why? Right. <laughs> yes. Why is like a rap? Why is like the Roddy Rich, the box when it goes popping out the like right at the bass drop of that, where it's completely in off. The song is no longer audible except for the kick drum. Yeah. Um, why? I, I why is that my own thing. opinions on what I what I think of when I hear that, like subconsciously. Yeah. Is it? I, I and I think like it, it ties into like TikTok and like user generated content too. Just a a, a song like a like a trap song gets funnier like the more fucked up it is, which like suggests <laughs> that the video has been posted and reposted and ripped and right, downloaded, right? Which like makes it seem funnier. Like the whole new <laughs> like. Like I see on TikTok all the time, it'll be like a really low bitrate Android video. Like it, it's like like to a comic degree, and the comments are always like, "Why the fuck is this shit so funny?" Like it's just a stupid <laughs> Android video, but like the the bad quality and the bad sound makes it funny. You're like they're like, "Oh, have you do you know that uh, account?" He's like, "Yo, I got a new monkey type beat." Uh, here it is, yes. and, he, and it, but it's like yes. really like really aw- awful audio quality. Like that that makes yes. it funny because it's like just the the technology demolishes the sound and like i don't know that kind of ties into like the bass boosted thing right like yeah on, on a deeper level though like i think it goes back to like like you know comedy strategy and like ways comics like subvert the audience's attention and surprise them so like the idea of being like i got this fire beat like i'm so, i'm so excited about it because I'm a professional when I have this thing, it's so good, I have to show you. And then the quality is bad. It's like it's like the surprising the audience, like, you know, the setup and then the punchline. Mm-hmm. I think it just like translates like the laws of comedy fall over when people utilize like sound bits just and to maybe get that get that like thing met, like that and, what they're trying to and like, especially you know. with like Gen Z, Gen Z has never actually like, okay, like an Android phone, like can be shitty quality, but that's more of like a meme than the truth at, in 2021 From 10 at this years point. ago. Yeah. You know, 10 years sure. ago. Exactly. You it's know what I'm saying? Fault. Like, I like, yeah. I've made a lot of memes about it, that. <laughs> and it's like one of those things, <laughs> it's one of those things that's like, like the low foot, like at, at this stage in like mobile technology and media, the fidelity and losslessness can be, you know, even with multiple repostings, not necessarily that bad compared yeah. to like mm-hmm. early YouTube, like 360p shit, you know? Yeah. So like maybe to Gen Z, the fact that like it looks like something that yeah. we would have uploaded in high school because rather than Because it's surprising to see it like that because nothing actually looks like that anymore. I, That's may, so I, true. And it's the same exact so. thing that happened like film to digital or like even, even going back recently, like Instagram filters, it's the same thing as an Instagram filter. Like Instagram does it for like a beauty effect, but Mm -hmm. uh, who's to say there isn't going to be a, a a premier plugin in 2050 that uh, can, uh, since CPUs will be so powerful, you can uh, transcode on the fly in your timeline to a 360p video, which 
hasn't naturally existed in 20 years. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like there's going to be like comes, boutique plugins to simulate that low bit rate. Cause it, it'll just be unheard of. Just like there is for samplers. Like a chip yeah. tune, you know, like chip tune is exactly, you know, like yeah. a fucking eight bit, eight bit music. Or at that point it's like retro. Yeah. It's so retro. Well, assume, you know? <laughs> there's been millions of quotes about this. I can't remember who's what quote it is that I'm like remembering, but it's like, yeah, as soon as as soon as the technology, maybe it was a Brian Eno quote. Like as soon as the uh, the technology advances to to like solve uh, any flaws that the previous version of whatever technology you're using has, then those flaws become like signifiers for something, like because they mm. can be used intentionally. Dude, disintegration loops. You know what I yeah. mean? Sure. Yeah, I mean yeah. it's becomes or you know it's like. Post digitalism, internet art, you know, yeah. like something that was a mistake, something that was a mistake, a yeah. utility, a utility mistake, right? Becomes the art once we've moved past the that that being a normal problem, right? You know? Because like, yeah, mm-hmm. it you get used to it, you 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 exist with it, you have to deal with it if you're a creator, and you just get saturated in this roadblock that you have to. But then all of a sudden, 10 years later, 15 years later, you don't have that roadblock anymore. Hmm, how do we simulate what it was like years ago? Okay, if we add this little aspect back into it, like a film, like a film grain effect to go back to like film versus digital or like, okay, well, we have to shoot this on a DV camera because, you know, but this file format is very archaic, you know what I mean? Stuff like that. So yeah, as soon as you move past that, that, it becomes an intentional choice. To go backwards. There's got to be a, some sound artists. There's got to be some sound artists out there that's intentionally done like the most lossy MP3, like yeah. LimeWire sounding MP3, like yeah. <laughs> as aesthetic, like completely submerged under digital water artifact. You know, yeah, the just last, like the last <laughs> step, the last step in the mastering was uh, opening MPEG stream clip and demolishing <laughs> the like bit, right? Winamp or yeah. some shit like that. You know, like, yeah, no, it's it, oh, I just imagine like Nigel Godrich like playing uh, the masters to to that like massive tape machine, but it's like from like fucking Windows Media Player, like an awful. <laughs> Like super, like Dude, really low bitrate MP3. I missed the visualizer, the Windows Media Player visualizer. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I was gonna say, if you do like an episode on your Patreon about this, like the perfect, you should do like a round table. You get Doug, you get Vic, and you get Tony Zarrett because I feel like he utilizes like sound and reverb, like yeah, cut, like editing in the meme world to that extent. I don't know. I mean, I feel that's like all, he's so all of this. not serious. It'd be hard to like get like answers out of him about why he does what. I don't know. I mean, it's all like post Tim and Eric at this point. Like Doug, sure. obviously Doug is obviously like hugely responsible for that. How many but I mean, memes like, has he exactly. made up? Exactly. Like so many. I learned recently. I didn't, I wasn't fully aware, but he made the GI Joe PSA. Yeah. No, that was, PSAs. no, that was a, uh, Friend, uh, Joel, uh, no, um, Eric Fensler, who was another Eric, uh, Tim and Eric, uh, collaborator. I thought Doug, Doug was involved. Those. Doug was involved with it. Okay. Doug was yeah, involved what, with it. Yeah. I had heard that's how he got hired on Tim and Eric was he was making those. And then he was an intern on Tom goes to the mayor. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It was Eric, Eric Fensler was the main GI Joe and then working with those Doug, are, working with are, Doug on that. Yeah. yeah. Those, yeah. Those are the best things the internet has ever put yeah. together. 
No, but yeah, yeah Doug. Honestly, Doug is behind body massage. So many body massage. memes so much fucking between shit. Tim and Eric, Eric Andre, like all sorts of shit. Portlandia. Port- oh shit! I didn't even know mm-hmm. he worked on that. Yeah. You know, it's like that all any of the shit that just has the like yellow Helvetica, yeah, like <laughs> subtitle on like a mispronounce. <laughs> Anytime an mm-hmm. actor mispronounces a word and they leave it in and like. Yes. spell it the way they said it that's been uh, mm-hmm. that's that's doug <laughs> i've used that trick so many times in my own stuff it's 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 hilarious it's beautiful because yeah. it's like using the fucking video as a musical instrument because he is a fucking musician yeah so it's like finding oh. these like little finding like using just visual playback media as like <laughs> turning you know and he's doing yeah. the job He's doing well, and, a job, which is comedy. There, his masterpiece might be check it out with Doctor Steve Brule. Yeah, because that oh, yeah. that shit is because they legit. Do, they bounce it back to tape. Yeah. they bounce it to tape. <laughs> I've, like read, VHS, yeah, I've read that and they then do that. They play it in and they smack the tape machine while they're doing it yes. to get all those. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I do want to. I do want to say, Max. I recently I ordered the Office Hours Sound Pack LP. Oh damn! Yeah. So Let's I, I ordered the. T- I ordered the tier so I get the the vinyl record, but I also get the uh, the USB the, drive. What's it called? US, USB port with oh, the shit. sounds. So what you should do is when you get Doug, I'll get you those files and you play them <laughs> at him during yes. on the sound. Taste board. of his own medicine. Yes. Yeah, taste of his yes. own medicine. Yeah. You know That's right. Saying? Oh my god! But don't the tell drops. him that I shared it because you should have really bought. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I fucking drive. pirated your drops, dude. Yeah, <laughs> you know, we'll make it seem like you you stole it from me somehow. Like you got yeah, into my right. computer and scammed me out of it. You shot uh, and killed I'll let Jeff. You guys know when that comes. And stole the USB. But, yeah. So it's beautiful, Max. Do you, now that we're like towards the end, do you have plugs. Like, tell people where they can find you. Your Patreon stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Um. Obviously, follow the uh, follow the meme page. La underscore meme underscore young. Also same, same on Twitter, but doing a lot more just writing on Twitter in between classes when I'm like, like not about to come down off coffee and, and, uh, and other things that I've put into my body to get through the day. Uh, when I'm still have, when I still have some juices left in me, uh, we got the Patreon. You can sign up for it at lamemyoung.com. I just got that fucking domain Let's for go. something or way earlier. And I was like, oh, this is easy. Uh, if people want to find it, they, it's an easy it's an easy go. use for this this uh, domain I've had. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, yeah, I make music under the name Paritsky, uh, which you can find paritsky.bandcamp.com if you want to hear my own shit. But uh yeah, just uh, hanging out on the interwebs slash in Puerto Rico. Come hang out in Puerto Rico, all three of you guys. Uh, oh, once hell you yeah. guys are double jabbed, that sounds please fucking sick. Please, I, we're doing like I'm trying to like make my make my house into a fucking like artist residency because I've been Hell so yeah. socially deprived for a fucking year and change at this You're point. You're starting up the law meme young fund. Like a, like a, it's like a grant to come do an artist residency and just hang out with <laughs> no, you. you. I was going to say, you should, you should like, you should like, um, reboot the all tomorrow's parties festivals and host yeah, like right. a week curated right. week at your place. There you all go. tomorrow's parties, Puerto Rico. No, I've had, I've had people <laughs> on the Patreon say like it's a cult 
So that's interesting. That's a good way. The Lamim Young cult. I've also been called like the idea of it is just like, like I'm noise Jimmy Buffett. Um, you know, that's it's fire. like DJ noise I think Jimmy that's Buffett. That's kind of cool. DJ noise Jimmy Buffett. That's pretty fucking good. You know, like I, a, I can wear that. I could wear that like label. Jason that's Force pretty good. New project. <laughs> I mean, Instead I'm wearing DJ fucking, Donna Summer. <laughs> I'm wearing my my Nicaraguan beer shirt and my gold hamsa. Like, there you go. Come on, like I'm fucking, I'm a, I'm a Jew in the sun. Let's go. Let's go. Um, <laughs> yeah, that, that was me when I lived in Florida. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> well, I appreciate y'all having me on. Yeah, this uh, is great. You guys are great. Uh, obviously, knew we could just shoot the shit forever because I, uh, <laughs> I know this was a this was an, an easy fit, and I'm I know Jacob. We were trying to do it when I was still in Brooklyn, mm-hmm. and then it, it yeah. didn't time out in time before I moved. So yeah, now we you finally know, get to do we it. do we we've been doing the Zoom forever, so it's like we could just ask anyone to come on. But yeah, with that's the time exactly, you're trying yeah, to do it the in person. It works pure it works pure podcast. Thank God for the pandemic. You know what I mean? No. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> God, we um, finally got some guests yeah, on the damn you know, show. Pe- I'm sure the listeners they got bowls to smoke. It's still 420. You know, that's yeah, right. that's right. Happy everybody, 420, everyone. everybody. Rip, rip it. Watch Cheech and Chong's up in smoke or half baked or whatever. Your put favorite, on at the end um, of this episode. Put on John Cage 433 and take one long token. You know, whole time. No, and, you know, go outside. Circular Radiohead. Yeah, take a, take a, radio yeah. Here's what you can do. Here's what you can do, and I'll be serious. Take a take a. Take your your inhalant of of choice and go outside and uh, do some deep listening. That's what yes. you know. Get some get some mm. get in there and just become aware of your acoustic ecology, my man. It sounds very uh, insincere being high doing it, but it it makes it fun. That actually um, sounds like you know, so. probably the purest thing you could possibly do on four twenty. Probably right. I mean, that's that can't hurt anybody yeah. doing that. Uh, hopefully, yeah. hopefully in New York or wherever you're listening to this listener. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if that warm. if that doesn't work out, Plan B, <laughs> pop on a Bob Marley record. You know, can't go wrong. Slightly <laughs> but, stupid, know, slightly bro. stupid, yeah. or slightly pepper, stupid. Pepper, yeah, um, some lip. pepper. Uh, maybe even some Sublime with Rome. You know, yeah. if you really want to go there. Um, Is that just what they replaced him when he died? Oh yeah, you know That's Rome. Incredible. Rome is Brad. You know they didn't build Rome in a day, but Brad. <laughs> it only took one day to kill Brad. You know, Jesus. Don't Jesus start Christ. a riot. I feel Jesus it when the Christ. beat gets hot. All, All right, right, on that Peace note. Right. On that note, I love you guys. I'll talk to you soon. All right, talk to you soon, <laughs> Max. Peace. Bye. Peace. Bye.